Are you a mom launching kids into adulthood? If so, you need to know about my Empty Nest Mom Retreat. It is the gathering for moms who have at least one child over the age of 18 or who have launched them all and have a full empty nest. September 27th through the 29th are the dates, and Cedar Lake Retreat Center in Cedar Lake, Indiana is the place. You can fly into Chicago airports and drive to Cedar Lake in a little over an hour. Come join me. Best Value Registration is available through May 27th, and space is limited to just 100 moms, so don't delay. Check out jillsavage.org slash retreat to register today. You spend time at a gym to become physically fit, and you spend time with God to become spiritually fit. Welcome to the No More Perfect Podcast, where we talk about the messy, less than perfect, but real stuff of life. My name's Jill Savage, and I'll be your host. I'm so glad you're here. If your world falls apart, will you fall apart? That's the question we're exploring today. You know, my friend Becky and I were having a conversation uh, just about a week ago about the importance of being spiritually fit. That when life falls apart, if we're spiritually fit, we'll have a much better chance of not personally falling apart in the midst of that. I want you to think about the fact that the military requires soldiers to work out to be battle ready at a moment's notice. I mean, that's the reason that physical fitness is so important to them. And in the same way, we need to be battle ready, spiritually battle ready as well. You know, when you physically work out, you produce some results. I've been really much more committed to working out since my breast cancer diagnosis. I believe it's now seven years ago. And that was one of the things that my my oncologist told me when I was done with my treatment. He said that he wanted me to eat nutritionally. He wanted me to keep my weight at a healthy weight, a healthy BMI, and then I needed to work out on a daily basis, that those three things would increase my likelihood of not having a cancer recurrence. So I've been really intentional about working out. And, you know, when you work out, you start to experience results like strong muscles, I've definitely noticed a difference in my strength, a healthy heart, especially when we do cardio, increased stamina. I can tell if I get out of my workout routine, I can tell the difference it makes in my stamina. Better lung function. Definitely. This makes a difference again with the cardio. Higher metabolism. Hey, let me tell you, I'm all about higher metabolism (laughs) and then just better general health. But in the same way that we need to pursue physical fitness, we need to pursue spiritual fitness. 
and it also produces results. So some of the results of spiritual fitness are strength. When my human strength is spent, I still have God's strength to carry me. We experience hope because we believe that there is possibility. When we're spiritually fit, we know that there's nothing impossible for God. We experience peace. The Bible calls that a peace that passes understanding. But that happens when we truly believe that God is in control and that he has our best interests at heart. When we're spiritually fit, we experience patience because there's a sense of internal calm. We experience community. I mean, first, just knowing that God is with us, that we can turn to him at any time. That is community in and of itself. But when we're spiritually fit, we surround ourselves with other people that also will build us up spiritually. And we experience that community. We experience love. Love. We we learn how to love like Jesus loves. And we learn how to accept his love even more, maybe at a deeper level than what we have before. We experience God's grace and we're able to give grace to others. And more than anything, we have wisdom. And God's word is full of wisdom. God's Holy Spirit wants to direct us and give us wisdom. And these these are results worth pursuing. Here's what I've learned. Exercise does not happen without intentionality. (laughs) It doesn't. Oh my goodness. I wish it did. I wish that it just was like, you know, oh, I can just, I'm going to be able to, you know, work this into my day on a regular basis. No, I have to schedule it. I have to schedule it. I have to push through when I don't feel like doing it. Right? Spiritual fitness is exactly the same way. I have to schedule it. I have to push through even when I don't feel like doing it. And so we have to be intentional about being spiritually fit. But if we do that, where do we start? So today, what I want to do is I just want to give you some practical next steps on pursuing spiritual fitness. The first place this is really going to start is seeing Jesus as a friend and and a friend that you want to spend time with. You know, Jesus longs for a personal relationship with us, and that happens more often than a trip to church on Sunday morning. God's not interested in religion. He wants relationship. And so it starts by understanding that we have a God who gets us who understands us. And that's what's beautiful about understanding who Jesus is. Because you see, God sent his son to this earth and he lived, he was fully God and he was fully man. So he lived on this earth as a human. Now he experienced everything that we experience except for the sin. And so his choices, he he made uh, good choices. He he did not have a sinful nature, but he did experience the temptation towards sin. He experienced the pain of this world. So when we have a 
relationship with Jesus, we have a relationship with a friend who understands. His friends let him down. He experienced literally physical hunger. He experienced the pain of betrayal. He experienced so many things that we experience in this world. So we can talk to him about those things and he gets it. You know, so often we picture God as being similar to an earthly father, especially we call him Father God. And if you had a loving, gentle, protective earthly father, then that picture serves you well. But if you had an absent, angry, disconnected, or even abusive earthly father, you might have a skewed picture of who God is. What I want you to know is that God is patient. He's long-suffering, he's grace-filled, and he's loving. He's also protective, he's jealous, and he wants to be the leader of our lives. And he wants that so that we can be all that he's designed us to be. But God doesn't force himself on us. He longs to have a relationship with us, but he extends his hand out to us. He extended his son to this world in order to be that bridge. And all we have to do is say yes. We have to admit our need for him. We need to just simply say, God, I want you to be the leader of my life. I recognize that I need you as my savior, as I and I need you as my Lord, meaning my leader. And then once we say yes to God, We spend the rest of our life getting to know him better. We learn his character. We learn his truth, his heart, his forgiveness. And we learn to see the world through his eyes. We learn to hear his voice. So you spend time at a gym to become physically fit. And you spend time with God to become spiritually fit. You know, have you ever noticed that when you spend time with someone, you start to pick up things like you you pick up their phrases, maybe even an accent and how they say words, but you pick up an attitude, good or bad. Honestly, the, the people that we spend time with can influence us, good or bad. We we're big about telling our kids that, but do we recognize that as well? And in the same way, We become more like Jesus when we spend time with him. So what do we need to do to spend time with him? The first thing that we need to do is we just simply need to talk to him. We need to talk to him. I mean, there's nothing fancy about prayer, guys. Prayer is having a conversation with God. And you don't have to sit down, bow your head, close your eyes, Fold your hands like you were taught probably in uh, in childhood. You know, we teach our kids to do that. Number one, I mean, certainly for the reverence piece of it, and there is value in that. But more than anything, we teach them that just to get them to focus, right? But we can talk to God anytime. Yes, there is value in sitting down and having an uh, an intentional conversation with him, just like you would with anyone else. 
So having an appointment, having a coffee date, having a quiet time, whatever you want to call it, there's value in that. But there's also incredible value in just talking to him throughout the day. I got up this morning and I got up really early, right when the sun was rising. And we have a beautiful view of the the sunrise and the sunset because we live out in the country. And as I went into the bathroom where the window faces the sunrise and I saw the orange and the red and the yellow in the sky, I, I stood at the window and I literally just said, go God, thank you so much for that beautiful, beautiful sunrise. Thank you for the start of a new day. That's prayer, guys. It's just having a conversation with him. Some of the practical ways that I have incorporated prayer into my life that might be helpful is um, sometimes I pray for my family members, um, especially when my kids were at home. I still do this for Mark because he's the only one whose laundry I fold. I would pray during laundry. So as I'm folding laundry, each person's laundry that I'm folding, I would pray something specific for them. So it's a great way to pray for your family, to pray for your spouse. Praying when you're driving. That is a great time to just have a conversation with God. If you're driving alone, it's great. If your spouse is open to praying together, Some of our best prayer times are while Mark and I are driving. And I will say that's taken some time to get used to. It was really awkward for us to start praying together in the first place. But eventually we've created a new normal. I like to pray while I walk. So just to go take a walk and have conversation with God. When I have an appointment with God, When I sit down and I have a quiet time or a time where I just want to really bring the focus in on my relationship with him and have a conversation with him, I try to, I try to do more than just a shopping list of prayer requests because I feel like it really opens up my ability to have a conversation with him. So you may have heard of the ACTS template for prayer. A is adoration, C is confession, T is thanksgiving, S is supplication, asking God to supply all your needs. And I like to add an extra S on for silence because I think that we need to just listen. What do you have for me? And so adoration is just simply being able to say, God, you are, and finishing that sentence. Confession, God, I'm sorry for. Thanksgiving, thank you for. Supplication, God, I ask you. And then silence. Lord, I'm listening. What do you have for me? And that really expands my ability to talk with God. So just talk with him, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, 
pray without ceasing. That's what God's word tells us. Pray without ceasing. And that doesn't mean that we are literally sitting with our head bowed and our hands folded all day and we never stop. It means that we are having a continual conversation with God. So you want to be spiritually fit? Make sure that you are having conversations with God. That's the first way. Second, read God's bestseller. And that's the Bible. Here's what I I once heard someone say, and I wish I could remember who it was that I heard say it, but I love this. They said, when we read God's word, we increase the vocabulary of the Holy Spirit in our lives. When we read God's word, we increase the vocabulary of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need to be in God's word. We need to open up our Bible. We need to write in our Bible. We need to underline things. We need to highlight things. We need to write scripture, something that that really hits us. Write it out on an index card or a sticky note and post it on the bathroom mirror, on your refrigerator, on your kitchen cabinet, where you will see that in front of you all the time. God's word is powerful. I I once had a friend that one of the ways that she memorized scripture is she would write out scripture verses that she wanted that were really important to her, that she wanted to meditate on, that she wanted to memorize. She put them on three by five cards and then she put the three by five cards in a baggie and then she taped the, the baggie in her shower. And for a week, it would be the same verse would be, you know, she would see every day that she would shower. And then she would open up the baggie, move that three by five card to the to the back of the stack, and she'd have another verse that she would focus on for the next few days. It's a powerful way to incorporate scripture into our lives. If you don't know where to start in the Bible, Proverbs is a great place to start. You can read a proverb that goes along with whatever day of the month it is. There's 31 Proverbs, 31 chapters in Proverbs, and you can read, so whatever day of the month it is, if it's the 10th of the month, you read Proverbs 10. You don't even have to read them in order. Proverbs doesn't require, one one chapter doesn't build on the next chapter. They, They literally can stand alone. Another way is to read different versions of the Bible. So, Sometimes I'll take a single verse in Proverbs and I'll look at it in multiple versions of the Bible. Sometimes I use BibleGateway.com, which is easy because all you have to do is click for different versions, but I have several different Bibles in several different versions. And sometimes I will literally use my physical Bibles to do that. Sometimes listening to scripture can bring it alive for you. So a lot of times in the morning when I am putting on my makeup, I'll actually just turn on the Bible app and I will just have it start reading scripture to me so that I'm just soaking it in. So we need to be in God's word. All right. So we need to talk to God. We need to be in his word. We also need to listen for his voice. So God speaks through his word. I mean, there are times that you read God's word and all of a sudden you're just like, 
okay, this, Lord, thank you. You just gave me the direction that I desperately needed. Sometimes God speaks to us through people. Someone will say something and you will know that that was either a confirmation, an affirmation. It will be, maybe they actually share truth with us. And all of a sudden we, we have clarity about something. And then God also speaks through direct leadings and the nudges of the Holy Spirit. I'll never forget a time one Sunday morning when I had a direct leading from the Holy Spirit. I had come into Sunday school class. Our Sunday school class was pretty good size, maybe 100, 120 people. The room had two aisles and multiple rows of seats. I settled myself in on one aisle and was listening to the teacher. And all of a sudden, I looked across the room on the other aisle and saw a gal sitting over there. She seemed to be a bit distracted. And I immediately, and I immediately had the thought, Jill, you need to go talk to her. And I thought, I'm not going to go talk to her. It's in the middle of class. I'm not going to go talk to her. And at that point, I'm thinking it was just my own thought. And it wouldn't go away. Jill, you need to go talk to her. And I, again, pushed it aside. And finally, it just wouldn't leave. I mean, it was like, you need to be obedient. (laughs) And so I got up out of my seat. I was trying very hard to not be disruptive to the class. I got up out of my seat. I went around to the back of the room, to the other aisle, kind of went down. She was about halfway down, knelt beside her. She was right on the aisle. I knelt beside her and I said, hey, Karen, I haven't seen you for a while. How are you doing? And she burst into tears. And I said, would you like to go talk somewhere? And so we left the room, found a little quiet corner, and she just bawled and bawled and bawled. And when she was finally able to get her voice, she said, Jill, my husband left me this morning. I was dumbfounded. I didn't even know what... (laughs) what to say. But at that moment, what I realized is God knew something I didn't know. And he, he knew that Karen needed someone to see her that morning. And he was prompting me to do that. Now she said, I, I wasn't getting anything out of Sunday school, but I knew I needed to be here. I knew I had, I had to get myself in a place that I could get the spiritual guidance that I needed. So sometimes we get those direct leadings of the Holy Spirit. We get those nudges and we have to trust that God knows something that we don't know. So I need to learn to listen for God's voice through his word, through his people, and through direct leadings of the Holy Spirit. And then finally, we need to nourish our heart and our mind intentionally. What are you feeding your mind? 
What are you listening to when it comes to music? What podcasts are you listening to? What books are you reading? Are they feeding your heart in a positive way or in a negative way? When you're doing housework, what music are you listening to? That's a great opportunity to just throw on Christian music so that it's just behind the scenes and it's soaking into your soul. What magazines are you reading? What movies are you watching? Ask yourself, will this keep my heart in the right place? And I'm not saying that we can't listen to secular music or we can't read fiction novels that aren't Christian fiction, but we do have to ask ourselves, is this junk food for my mind or is this nutrition for my mind and my heart? This is so important for us to be able to to really ask ourselves what am i feeding myself because you see when we feed ourselves good spiritual nutrition our faith increases our heart finds contentment and we find an internal strength that serves us well in this crazy world you know, several years ago, I chose to take a boot camp class. I did it for about two years until I tore my rotator cuff. Thank you very much. But it was about a month after I started the boot camp class. And I mean, this was an intense boot camp class. Three mornings a week. It was an intense 50-minute workout. And about a month after I started that class, I remember my husband asking me, if I could help him with a house project. He was repairing the gutters on the house. And he asked if I would hold one end of the gutter and it was up over my head, okay? So if I would hold one end of the gutter while he fastened the other end. It took a lot longer than he expected. And I found myself holding the gutter above my head for close to five minutes. And I was amazed at my stamina. My push-ups, my planks, my bicep curls. They were paying off and I was stronger. When you and I talk with God, when we read his word, when we listen for his voice, when we nourish our mind, when we fill our heart and our mind with God's ways and his truth, we will also find ourselves stronger and able to handle the challenges of life in a different way. When the winds of life blow, our roots will be deep and we're able to stand firm. And being spiritually fit, we'll be able to say that even though life is hard, I'm not going to fall apart. And that is a strength I think we all long for. If you're ready for a next step in being spiritually fit, I want to encourage you to pick up my book, Real Moms, Real Jesus. I think you'll find it to be incredibly helpful in your journey to spend time with God, to get to know Him better, and to be spiritually fit. Thanks for joining me today on the No More Perfect podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future conversations. You can find the show notes and links to anything we talked about over at jillsavage.org slash podcast. 
See you next week for another not perfect, but very important conversation about the real stuff of life.